Welcome to 2021, our year of the supernatural. We believe that in this year, as prophesied, your life will go above and beyond the natural and that it will be positively and supernaturally changed through this sermon. The teaching you're about to listen to by our anointed shepherd, Pastor Boni Bahati, will challenge you, strengthen and transform you to live the victorious life you were created to enjoy. Listen and be blessed. So my title is A Healthy Heart. A Healthy Heart. Developing a healthy heart. So the Bible describes different kinds of hearts. The Bible describes different kinds of hearts as you're going to see in this series. So it is important for us to work on our hearts so that we can develop this category of heart that I'm talking about today, which is a healthy heart. It is important for us to work on our hearts so that we can develop a healthy heart. So without the right kind of heart, you cannot accomplish much for the Lord. Because the heart is the center of your life. The heart is the center of your ministry. The heart is the center of your career. The heart is the center of your education. The heart is the center of everything. So without the right kind of heart, you can't accomplish much. So the outcome of everything you do will be dictated by the quality of heart that you have. And some of us, the reality is we don't have healthy hearts. Our hearts are unhealthy. Our hearts are what? Unhealthy. And God does not want you to have an unhealthy heart. Now, naturally speaking, when your heart is unhealthy, it means your heart, Allah, you removed it. <laughs> Try and balance. What is the state of your heart? So ask your neighbor, what is the state of your heart? Because naturally speaking, when your heart is unhealthy, it means your heart is full of cholesterol. One sign of an unhealthy heart is a heart full of cholesterol. You see, the lining of the heart is not supposed to have fat. But because of the kind of food you eat, or we eat, on the linings of our heart, it is full of cholesterol, mafuta. So that is a sign of an unhealthy heart. Unfortunately, naturally speaking. Another sign of an, a heart that is not healthy is irregular. Irregular heartbeats. When the heartbeats are irregular, it's a sign that the heart is unhealthy. Are we together? When your heart has irregular heartbeats, it's a sign that your heart is unhealthy. So God does not want you and me to have hearts that are unhealthy. How healthy is your heart? Because naturally speaking, that's that's how an, an unhealthy heart behaves. Another sign of an unhealthy heart is what? No, I'm asking you. <laughs> Who knows? What? Yes, blocked valves. When the veins are blocked, the valves of the heart. That is a sign of an unhealthy heart. And what blocks it? Cholesterol. The too much fat you eat. Now, mezoya chipo am Transformer. 
an unhealthy heart. The heart is unhealthy. <clears throat> so in the same manner, your spiritual heart can be an unhealthy heart. And I'm going to show you characteristics of a heart that is unhealthy. You understand? By telling you what you should develop to have a healthy heart. So me telling you the quality of a healthy heart, the opposite of it shows that your heart is unhealthy. Are we together? So the first sign of a healthy heart is a forgiving heart. I chose violence. Develop a forgiving heart. So a forgiving heart is a heart that is able to show mercy. One sign of a healthy heart is a heart that forgives. A heart that is able to show mercy. To show mercy. Mercy. Tell your neighbor mercy. Now most of you don't know why we say mercy. Most of you think we call our, our mother mercy. The reason why we say mercy is, is basically saying, Lord, have mercy. That's why we say mercy. When someone says something, you say mercy. So that God have mercy on me. Because all of us, as long as you're alive, you need mercy. As long as you're living, you need God to show you mercy. Even for you to make it to heaven, you need mercy. For you to make it in life, you need mercy. So one sign of a healthy heart is a forgiving heart. When your heart is unforgiving, it shows that your heart is unhealthy. Matthew chapter 18. Matthew chapter 18. From around verse 30. 21. And then Peter came to him and said, Look at the screen. It's on the screen. I'll read it for you. Then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Up to seven times. Like Marasaba. Then look at Jesus' response. Then Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, times but up to 70 times seven. Jesus speaking. He said, when your brother sins against you, you are supposed to forgive him 70 times 7 per day. Not for an entire life. So God has given you an allowance of 70 times 7 is 490, right? 490 times per day. Allowance of forgiveness. One person. The allowance of forgiveness is 490 times. The allowance of forgiving your husband is for 90 per day. No sane human being can finish that. Let's continue. Then the Bible says, Therefore the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And when he had begun to settle accounts, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. Mm -hmm. But as he was not able to pay his master, commanded that he be sold with his wife, children, and all that he had. And all that he had, and that payment be made. The servant therefore fell down before him, saying, Master, have patience with me, and I will pay you all. Mm -hmm. 
the master out of the master of that servant was moved with compassion released him and forgave him the debt let's keep reading now can we read it together from here but that servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. And he laid his hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me what you uh-huh. So his fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay you. Uh-huh. And he would not, but went and threw him into prison till he should pay. Verse 31. So when his fellow servants saw what had been done, they were very grieved and came and told their master all that had been done. Mm-hmm. Then his master, after he had called him, said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt. Because you begged me. Mm-hmm. Should you not also have had compassion on your fellow? Some of you are not reading. Can we read together? Just as I had. Uh-huh. And his master was angry and delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all that was due. Ladies and gentlemen, one sign of a forgiving heart is the ability to forgive. One sign of a healthy heart is a forgiving heart. And a forgiving heart is a heart that is quick to show mercy. Most of the Christians of today are very shallow in showing mercy. They are very quick to judge. They are very quick to condemn. Okay, let me pause and say, what you understand by judge is not what I mean. Some of you, you would like throwing that statement. When someone asks you, why are you doing this? Don't judge me. Only God can judge. That's not, that's not what I mean. What you mean is not what I mean. What you mean is, keep quiet. I want to sin in peace. When you say, don't judge me, you are simply saying, keep quiet. I want to sin in peace. Eh? Don't interrupt my pattern of sin. Don't bring guilt into my sin. That's what you mean when you say, don't judge me. But what I mean by not judging is showing mercy, not being the standard of righteousness. You know when you become the judge, you become the standard of right. Actually, the Bible says that we should judge one another. In the Corinthians. Judge one another, lest the world judges. So those who are in church, we are supposed to judge one another. And that judge, the root word of that word, is not judge, judgment. It's judge, evaluate. You understand? We are supposed to evaluate one another. Not to pass judgment on one another. You understand? Uh, Are we together? So a forgiving heart is a heart that after evaluation, you realize that I can also fall into this very thing. So what do I do? I show mercy. 
Because I myself am a candidate of the very same situation, of the very same sin. The first sign of a healthy heart is a forgiveness. How quick are you to forgive? How quick are you to show mercy? Am I you are like this servant who he had an issue? He had a debt. And he knelt down and begged his servant, his master, and his master forgave him. But right after he left, he went and found someone else who was lower than him and who owed him. And what did he do? He held him by the throat and told him, you have to pay me now. And his debt was actually less. It was how much? A hundred denarii. And the other one was 10,000 denarii. So the sin of this other guy was way lower than his sin. But what did he do? He was not quick to forgive. The church is quiet. Church is quiet. How quick are you to show mercy? Ama, you go on your Twitter, you go behind your keyboard, and begin to show judgment and criticize. You criticize everything that can be criticized. You are short of criticizing God. You know, one time my father told me, he told me something about some guy. And I told him, that guy, does he want to do what he wants to do or he wants to, to impress? He kept quiet. He did not talk for a long time. Then he looked at me and told me, you know you're too quick to speak. And when you're being quick, too quick to speak, you can criticize God. I've never forgotten that statement. Because sometimes you don't know where God is. Because God, we cannot put God in a box. For example, maybe when we are worshipping here, you are criticizing in your heart. You are saying, how can they do that? They are wasting our time. What you don't understand is you could be criticizing God. You could be saying, how can God do that? Now, if you criticize God, what is left of you? What is left of you? A healthy heart is a heart that is quick to show mercy. You have a debt that was forgiven. And someone else owes you less than what you owed. And you are forgiven. But you criticize them more. And you condemn them more. You have a book that you've written the wrongs of people. In your little heart, you say, this one broke my heart. This one refused to give me cake. The day I become rich, I'll be buying cakes and not give him. <laughs> in your heart, it's the truth in your heart. You have a list of the wrongs your husband has done to you, Susan. Since when you were dating, until now, you've written them down, Pastor says, and you don't mention them in public. It's only you, God, and the devil who know about them. Even your husband does not know. Because your husband is living a normal life. Not realizing that there is a book that has his name. It's like the list of noisemakers. So that list, every time he's, he does something wrong, you go to that portion of your heart and write it. Times 12. He abused me. Times 12. He told me, I don't look beautiful, times 20. 
He told me, I, he told me I love you. You rub one, one, I don't love you. You rub one. You say 99 more to go. You have that capacity in your heart that you right the wrongs of men. Your heart is not healthy. It can't be healthy and you're not able to forgive. Your heart can't be healthy and it has the root of bitterness. The Bible says, be careful lest the root of bitterness grows in you. When the root of... Look, one thing about unforgiveness is when unforgiveness goes on unchecked, it becomes a root of bitterness. It is easier to uproot a tree that has no roots than to uproot a tree that has deep roots. Rather, it is easier to uproot a tree with shallow roots, not no roots. Those no roots, how can it be there? Fibrous roots. They are called fibrous roots. The ones that don't go deep. Fibrous, the tap roots go deep. So it is easier to uproot trees with fibrous roots than to uproot a tree that has a tap root that goes deep. Now, unforgiveness makes your heart have a tap root of bitterness. So it is deep. It is entrenched. It is embedded in you. Have you ever seen unforgiving people? They are unpleasant to be around. They are unpleasant to be around. You can't be around them easily. One sign of an unforgiving heart is they are never jovial. They are never jovial. They will not make jokes. They will not smile. They will find fault in every joke. They will complain about everything. They cannot, you cannot even witness to them. They can't show love. They are unresponsive. Right? Some of them could be in this church. When we make jokes, they say, why are they making such jokes? They are looking down upon us. Those who don't have cars. And even maybe the ones who are making the jokes also don't have cars. But because your heart has a root of evil in it, because the root of bitterness grows and becomes evil. And how did we get to the root? Small, small, small unforgiveness. Grew and grew and grew. And now they became a root. A sign of a healthy heart is a heart that is quick to forgive. Quick to show mercy. Hey, Master, so what do you mean by forgiving? Let me say this. I can forgive you, but not give you access. Because forgiving has to do with me. It's me letting you go. Forgiving does not even help you. The offender. It helps me, the offended. Because it is me who it is me who lets go of the pain. It is me who lets go of the mistake. So I, I stand to benefit more than you. However, after I have forgiven you, I will decide if I'll allow you back in or not. So I don't mean you, tell, you call your ex and say, I have forgiven you, come back to my life. We can be friends. Because some of you are saying, so pastor, you are saying, I call back my ex, thank you very much. Now I have a spiritual backing. I said, today I went to church and the pastor said, I should forgive you. So you need to come back to my life. Pastor, say no more. Because you know what? I got you. I've been waiting. No. I simply mean, let go of the heart. Your ex moved on. He's not even remembering he, he dumped you. 
And maybe some of you, you are dumped on reverse call. He doesn't even remember. Maybe Sayana planned Rorasho. Eh? And they are preparing how they are going to invite you for their wedding. There's a card with your name on it. Because in the planning committee. Let go of the guy. One sign of an unhealthy heart, madam, is an unforgiving heart. You have not forgiven your parents of what they did to you when you were a teenager. They told you you cannot go for a birthday party. <laughs> Up until now, 27 years, you are still angry at that. And you are dressed already. They said, uh, they told you you cannot go for a birthday party and you already showered and dressed, ready to leave. Up to now, you still have all the grudge against your mother. You say, Uma, wana, uma, uma, wana, mke si mpendi. Ani pendi. Kwa nini? Nikuwa 13 years. Nikuwa 13 years. In the month of February. 14th of February. I cannot forget that day. I cannot forget that day. In the year 2000. I was 13 years then. My, I was very ready to go for my friend's birthday. They were actually waiting for me just outside the estate. And my mother came into my room and said, you are going nowhere because you've not washed the dishes. And I could not go for my birthday party. Since that day, I mina mama yangu That's an unforgiving heart. Your mother does not even remember. She does not even remember. But you, you have the burden of continuously remembering and torturing yourself with the memories of it. Some of you, you are doing things to yourself right now. Thinking that you are going to harm your mother. Because she did not allow you to do some things. Not knowing that whether you harm yourself or not is your life. Your mother has nothing to do with it. Your mother does not have a part in the boyfriend you choose. So even if you choose to choose a boyfriend with dreads, I didn't okay. I didn't okay. Because one time you brought a, a guy who had dressed and you were like, I'm going to go to the house. I'm going to go to the house. I'm going to go to the house. So now you've chosen to go and bring a boy with longer dreads to hurt your mother because she refused when you were growing up to have a boyfriend who has dreads. Now you go for all parties because you are denied to go for one party. The root of bitterness is becoming evil and it is messing your heart up. It is messing your heart up. Eh? You are saying now, because they did this to me, I'm going to stay Taliban. I'm going to stay dangerous. One sign of an healthy heart is an unforgiving heart. A Taliban heart. A heart that can't forgive. A dangerous heart. If you have a friend who is unforgiving, run away from them. Those that is Afghanistan. Run away. Run. Because that person, if you offend them, they can even kill you. Because they don't forgive. They don't show mercy. They are under the influence of demons. Because demons are now sitting in their hearts. 
One sign of a healthy heart is a forgiving heart. A heart that is quick to show mercy. If I'm your pastor and I wrong you, show me mercy. Because you've wronged me before and I showed you mercy. Yeah. Not once. It's not the last time. As long as you are living, you will be offended. As long as you are living, you will be offended. Actually, a healthy relationship could not have gone. Yeah. Not when you see, I've done something, you say, hey, hey, now is your opportunity to kill that boy. He's been thinking he's the, he's the custodian of righteousness. Now we've found him. An unforgiving heart is a sign of a heart that is not healthy. Girls, these girls who have an issue with this a lot. You are unforgiving. You've not forgiven your engineer. And he's enjoying costs. You, you are here, you are saying, he told, he told me he's at home, but he's at the coast with another girl. I can never forgive him. And he flew jumbo jet. And unforgiving is a sign of a heart that is not healthy. Put your hand on your chest and say, Lord, Lord help, my help my heart. In Jesus' name. In Jesus. Number two, a healthy heart is a pure heart. A healthy heart is a pure heart. A healthy heart is a pure heart. Tell about a healthy heart, a healthy heart. is a pure heart. So a pure heart is a heart that is free from anything that corrupts it. A pure heart is a heart that is free from anything that corrupts it. It is clean and chaste. It is clean and chaste. It is free from any contamination. Chest is pure. It is a clean heart, a pure heart. People don't have pure hearts. Kamati ya rochafu. Imeja. Jealousy. Contaminates the heart. A pure heart is a heart free of jealousy. A pure heart is a heart free of jealousy. Ladies, if your friend has a wig that you can't afford, it's okay. You don't need to say that as poor. Ana ni a sponsor hiyo. Ukishoma najua, utajua that as original. If she has shoes that you can't afford, it's okay. You don't need to be jealous. And start saying, ata kanyaga mnyasi zitabondeka. Zitafunjika kwa tipu. Like, shafunjika as if I was the little tena. You don't need to say that. A jealousy heart is not a pure heart. A heart full of jealousy is not a pure heart. Jealousy contaminates the heart. Envy contaminates the heart. Now, what's the difference between envy and jealousy? Jealousy is saying, ah, yo kitu si poa. Mine kwa nani kwa poa. Yo kiatu nikiva. Eh, eh. That's jealousy. Envy is saying, Envy is desiring what is another 
and wanting to take it by force. It's being covetous. You say, oh, we are Charlie Yake. Ah. Then you position yourself to take someone's beloved. Your heart is full of envy and covetousness. Covetousness leads people to kill. That's what the Bible says, do not covet what is your neighbor's. In what? The dictionary says, envy is a feeling of grudging admiration and desire to have something that is possessed by another. That is what envy is. It means resentment at seeing the success of another. You strongly feel that that success, she doesn't deserve it. I deserve that success. Should be mine. Why is she getting married? Jealousy means strongly wanting someone else's position, advantages, or possessions. So you say, Are you here to get one now? You're going to get one now. You're going to get one now. So envy and jealousy are deadly twins that contaminate the heart. Envy and jealousy. A pure heart is a heart free of jealousy. Is a heart free of envy. Ladies again. A pure heart is a heart free of jealousy. These sins of the heart that we don't see are more dangerous than the sins of the flesh. The invisible sins. Because the sins of the flesh, you will see them. It's fornication, drunkardness, smoking, lying. Sins of the flesh. But sins of the heart, brother, is jealousy, is envy. Sins that we can't see. They contaminate your heart. They contaminate your heart. The Bible says what corrupts a man is not what comes from outside. It's what comes from within. So what is corrupting you is the jealousy in you. Is the envy in you. Is the anger in you. You are angry at people's success. You are angry that a brother is getting married. And you are not of age. You are not of age. But you are angry. You are jealous. You are still breathing. And you are jealousy at someone who has been breathing for a while. And now he wants to help another human being breathe properly. You'll get it when you go home. You are jealous. You are jealous that a girl has... Stilettos in church, or she has an iPhone, and she's a funny. She, she's not a girl like me. I mean, baby girl, a girl too. too. And I mean, a penda baby girl treatment. A pure heart is a heart free of jealous and envy. Why? Why are you allowing envy in your heart? Envy is messing you up. You are envious. You are envious. And you don't realize that you are envious. Because you know when you are jealous, you don't realize you are jealous. It's like when you are gossiping. You know when you are gossiping, you don't know you are gossiping. You think you are just passing information. And you try to spiritualize it. By guy, Mr. Pastor Faith, I am really concerned about her. I'm really concerned about her. I recently heard she had traveled to Kisumu alone. I, do you think she can just travel to Kisumu for the sake of it? There must be someone in Kisumu. 
I want us to pray for her. Let's pray. But you don't actually pray. A heart that is pure is a heart free of gossip. And after that's the, that's the journey. After, after love group, Ivy. Nitakupatia uhondo. Usiyoni yo kanisa hivyo? Yo kanisa. Wasitana na vijana. Sasa wataka watembenga na vijana ama. Vijana na vijana ama wasitana na wasitana. Si watembenga. But because you're full of envy. You're full of jealous. You're full of gossip. And you know when you're when you when you envious, you'll be jealous. When you're jealous, you'll always gossip. They are, they, are, they, are, they are sisters. They are sisters. You are always go and you are a man. But you dah kukonai we pita wanawake. A man. Sija kuambia ah makosa niangu, makosa niangu bro. Sija kuchapia story makosa niangu bro. Uyo demu simone ivo. Ah ah kuna kitu wapo. Ah uyo demu sijuzi alikuwa na alikuwa na kinooks. Eh? Uyo demu ni wa streets. Uyo demu ni wa streets. But unajua in reality that girl is not a streets girl. Nivida alikukata. So you are, you are trying to vent out your bitterness by defaming her. A pure heart is free of jealousy. It is free of envy. It is free of gossip. The sins of the heart. You conceive evil in your heart. These are seven things that the Lord hates. No, six, the Bible says. One, a lying tongue. Two, a heart that is quick to conceive evil. Conceive evil. You are quick to conceive evil. Wewe tu zote mbaya mbaya ni unapangianga watu. Wewe umepangia watu kutomona chemical. Umepangia watu kukoniwa. That's not a pure heart. That's not a sign of a healthy heart. A healthy heart is free of those things. A proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood. Verse 18. A heart that devises wicked plans. Feet that are swift running to. Ukipigiwa simu kama Bangladesh. Say no more. Juyandudi. Baby, here I am. Use me. Feet that are quick. A swift running to evil. Eh? A false witness who speaks lies. And one who sows discord among brothers. The Lord hates those things. And all those things contaminate the heart. People cannot be at peace. That relationship was peaceful until they introduced you as a friend. The love group was beautiful until you showed up. This one started fighting this one. This one started fighting this one. This one started fighting this one. And you never sit down and ask yourself, why are people fighting after I come into the scene? Am I Rambo Kanambu? Am I? Why are people fighting? It shows that your heart is not pure. You have no pure heart. Yeah. And look, don't be quick to judge people by their appearance. Some of the ugly looking people have the purest of hearts. And some of the most beautiful people have the worst of hearts. Yeah. 
Some people don't look beautiful. Their hearts are mwah, like you are truly. But people who have a beautiful heart, a beautiful face, their hearts could be something else. Or vice versa. Beautiful face, face could mean beautiful hearts. And ugly faces could mean ugly hearts. What you see is what you see. A pure heart is a heart free of these contaminants. The Bible says in Psalms chapter 24, verse 4. Psalms 24, verse 4. Let's start from verse 1. Psalms 24, from verse 1. Psalms, quickly. Use the New Living Translation kindly. Can we read together? The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The world and all its people belong to him. Verse 2. For, the laid, for he laid the earth's foundation on the seas and built it on the ocean's depth. Verse 3. Who may climb to the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in the holy place? That's the question. Who will ascend to the mountain of the Lord? Who will stand before the holy place? Then he gives you an answer in verse 4. Only those whose hands and hearts are pure, who do not worship idols and tell only those whose hands and hearts are pure. Remember what I told you last week? Your heart gives permissions to your hands. If your heart is evil, your hands are evil. Someone find me TPT. I liked what TPT says. The Bible says, only those whose hands and hearts are pure are they that shall stand before the holy place. TPT says, those who are clean, whose works and ways are pure, whose hearts are true and sealed by truth. Those who never deceive, deceive whose words are sure. Those who are clean, whose works and ways are pure. Your works and your ways have to be pure. You cannot go still there outside 10 million, then you say, God, I'll give you 1 million tithe. Your hands are not pure. Your works are not pure. So your heart can be pure. Your heart purifies your hands. Talk about your heart purifies your hands. So before you do something, ask yourself, what is the motive of this? Why do I want to cut this girl? Why do I want to fall in love with this boy, young girl? Ask yourself. Is it to prove a point? I'm not going to want to I'm not going chemical. So I'm going to 2 million. 2 million. Why? Ask yourself that question. Why? Because your heart purifies your hands. Swahili. Read. Give him, give him the microphone. Read. Ni mtu wa matendo mema na moyo safi. Asiyewelekeza moyo. Quickly, brother. Nani atakayepanda mlima wa Mwenyezi Mungu? Nani atakayekaa katika hekalu lake takatifu? Ni mtu wa matendo mema na moyo safi. Asiyewelekeza moyo wake katika upuzi wala kuapa kwa uongo. Rudia tena kutoka verse 3. Nasikiza kwa makini ndugu yangu. Bibilia yasema nini? Sama. Neno la Bwana lasema. Neno la Bwana lasema. Nani? 
atakayepanda mlima wa Mwenyezi Mungu nani atakayepanda mlima wa Mwenyezi Mungu nani wewe governor <laughs> president nani atakayepanda mlima wa Bwana endelea nani atakayekaa katika hekalu lake takatifu nani atakayekaa katika hekalu lake takatifu nani ni mtu wa matendo mema na moyo safi ni mtu wa matendo mabaya ni mtu mlevi ni mtu msinzi ni mtu mnyama ni nani mtu wa matendo na moyo mtu wa matendo mema na moyo safi endelea asiyewelekeza moyo wake katika upuzi asiyeelekeza moyo wake katika upuzi katika nini nauliza katika unini ushenzi katika ushenzi katika upuzi endelea ndugu yangu nimemaliza wala kuapa kwa uongo wala kuapa kwa uongo moyo msafi ni moyo usiyejielekeza katika upuzi Biblia asema sio mimi Biblia Ni neno la Bwana anasema hivyo Kwa hivyo kama unasikia vibaya inaonesha uko na upuzi ndani ya moyo wako Ushenzi ndani wa moyo wako Manake Biblia asema hivyo Si mimi Biblia sio hili Keti So a pure heart is free from those things A healthy heart is a heart that is pure. So develop a forgiving heart. Number two, develop a pure heart. Number three, if you want your heart to be healthy, develop a perfect heart. A perfect heart. A healthy heart is a perfect heart. Pastor, what is perfection? See, we get perfections when we die. We get perfections when we die. The Bible says that a pure, a, a healthy heart is a heart that is perfect. So what is a perfect heart? A perfect heart is a heart that is entirely without fault, defect, or blemish. A heart that is entirely whole, without defect or blemish. You have no fault. A.K.A. a perfect heart can also be called a loyal heart. I'll show you in the Bible. First Chronicles 12 verse 38. First Chronicles 12 verse 38. The Bible lists some men who came to David. And all these men came in battle. So it lists it gives a list of mighty men who came to David. And the Bible says all these men came in battle to pursue Hebron with the single purpose of making David king of all Israel. In fact, everyone in Israel agreed that David should be their king. Now go use King James. They came to David. See there the Bible says a single purpose. Now look at how the original interpretation King James, not New King James. Quickly. The Bible says all these men of war that could keep rank, men who could do what? Eh? Uh -huh, came with a Men who could keep rank. Men who stayed in their place. Are men who had a perfect 
heart. Can you keep rank? Can you stay in your place? If you can't stay in your place, your heart is not perfect. There's a place of a sheep and there's a place of a shepherd. When you start desiring the privileges of the shepherd, you've left your place as a sheep. Now you want to become a shepherd. There is a place, tell about there's a place for a sheep and there's a place for a shepherd. There's a place for a father and there's a place for children. So when children want to take their father's place, they are breaking rank. Their hearts are not perfect. Men with a healthy heart are men with a perfect heart. And a perfect heart is a heart that can keep rank. New King James says a loyal heart. Go to New King James. A man who could keep ranks came to Hebron with what? A loyal heart. So a perfect heart is a loyal heart. A lot of us suffer from disloyalty. We don't even don't like it being mentioned because we are so disloyal. We are disloyal to our country. You should hear people speaking evil of this country. Kenya, Kenya, Malaysia. This is Kenya. Igawanisho kila mtu auziwa yake aende home. We are not patriotic to our nation. That's why we loot and steal. If you are patriotic, you don't, you, don't, you don't participate in looting a hospital. You don't participate if you are patriotic to your nation. But because we lack patriotism, we lack perfect hearts, we don't keep ranks. We don't stay in our place of patriotism. We don't even care what patriotism is. If you ask, if you ask your neighbor what is patriotism, they don't know. Patrioti, patrioti, patrioti what? They don't know because we don't keep ranks because our hearts are not perfect. Our hearts are not loyal. A loyal heart is a heart that keeps ranks. We are loyal to our nation. We are, we, are, we, are we, are, we are disloyal to our nations rather. We are disloyal to our churches. You don't have one church that you stay in. You are not planted in one church. You are not loyal to this church. And we were told one way of seeing someone who is not loyal to the church is when they withhold their treasure. Because the Bible says, where your heart will be, there your treasure will also be. Where your heart is, there your treasure will also be. So if your heart is with us, your treasure will be where your heart is. But the fact that you don't give, if you give, is 50 bob. 50. 50. You don't have a loyal heart. You don't have a perfect heart. You are disloyal to your church. You are disloyal to your pastor. You discuss me in your bedroom, in your single room, because you have no bedroom. You discuss me in your single room, in your boutique, like you discuss rubbish. You call my name anyhow. You're not afraid that that is my leader. You know, if you, if you are loyal to, to a leader, you don't like their name being name dropped. You always say, hey, don't mention my leader like that. He's not your equal. You cannot mention my father around. Rarely even do I call him Pastor Jimmy. I call him Pastor Jimmy when I'm, I'm addressing him officially. And not him, I'm addressing people. Because I'm loyal to him. I find being official with him 
I'm not saying you don't become official, eh? With me. Be official. I'm, I'm saying myself. All with him. Some way. Because of how I relate with him. How I'm loyal to him. Yeah. But you, you don't know anything about loyalty. You are disloyal to your love group. You don't come. You know, I'll, one of these fine days, I'll teach you how to kill your love group. I'll show you how to kill it. You are disloyal to your love group. You come late, it's a sign of your disloyal. You don't have a perfect heart. To church, you nev you've never made it at 9.30 to church. We had to introduce another set of present worship for you specifically. And we think we like doing it twice. We had to shorten the first one, cut minutes from the first one, and look for it somewhere to add it so that we can have two, so that you who does never come early, at least will, have, will participate in worshiping the Lord. But na ata hiyo utakuja mapema. Unakuja, pastor kianda kupirichu unasumama. Na usikia taibu. Na vitu fake. Meva guchi fake. Luis, Luis, ni Luis, si Luis Vuitton, ni Luis Vuitton. Na gugi. Balensikaka. <laughs> eh? Adibas. Nausikia ibu, you don't have a perfect heart. A perfect heart, madam, is a loyal heart. A perfect heart, tell you about a perfect heart, is a loyal heart. And one sign of a loyal heart, ah, rather, one sign of a healthy heart, is a loyal heart. So is your heart loyal? When pastor stands here and says, I want us to buy seats, you complain and mama. And say, nah, 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 to buy seats, because they are offering, they are offering in no beauty. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, some of you have so many of my envelopes in your houses. Yeah, envelopes me chukua. When I say, my pastor, I'll come. I'll come. And most of you think that God has not provided. He provided, but you are unfaithful. He gave you 1,200 this week. No kaikula. Because my by Sunday, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, you are not having a perfect heart. You don't have a loyal heart. Yeah. You've promised five girls in this church you'll marry them. Independently. <laughs> five girls know. And they don't know there's another girl who has been promised. She thinks she's the only one. Then when they know that they have been promised by one boy, to get married, you cause discord. Now the girls cannot come to church because they feel embarrassed because you participated in sowing seeds of discord because you lack a loyal heart, a perfect heart, a heart without blemish. If you're not going to marry that girl, don't tell her you'll marry her. Stop giving promises to girls that you will not fulfill. Stop it, boys. If you're not going to marry the girl, tell her straightforward, I will not going to marry you. And you, girl, if you're not ready to get married, stop wasting time for that boy. Tell him, as you can see me, I'm not ready. I'm not fully grown. So just go and find someone who is fully grown. Maembe ni amsimu, ni angu jafika. Ngoja December. Ngoja ntaiva December. 
If he's willing to wait, he waits. Other than keeping the boy parking, and you know in your mind, you've already made up your mind. Who you are in your own? I don't know who you are, but you are in your You don't have a perfect heart. Yeah. Or you are these uncles who are promising people, send me your CV. Send me your CV. Children, I'll see what I can do. Children have sent you CVs, my God. Your email is full of CVs. And none of those CVs have even opened them. You are giving false hopes to kids. You'll see what... Don't tell them I'll see what I can do. If you, you can't see. You can't see. If you can't do, just say, I'm not in a position to help you now. Stop giving people false hopes. And how much do you need? 10,000. Oh, okay. <laughs> call me next week at a time like this. Then next week when you see their call, you put on flight mode. So they are ringing, then the next thing they hear, because immediately you saw it, you went on flight mode. You don't have a loyal heart. You are suffering from disloyalty. And that's not a healthy heart. Yeah. You are a boy. You've been dodging the landlord. Next week, come say, Dakwangalia. Next week, Kifika Ushahama. You don't have a perfect heart. You call it survival tactics. Unaacha curtains. Na padlock. Na padlock. Sala fikiri ukondani. Kume ulisha hama. Alakuja, anavunja, anabaka. You sacrificed the curtains. But you went with the 20,000. Yeah. You don't have a perfect heart. You don't have a loyal heart. Yeah. You are telling people, stay Taliban. Uliyama na hita. Peke yake. The shower. The instant shower. When you are moving out of, your, of, of, your, of that place you are renting, you, lived, you left with it. You lived with it. You left with it. You don't have a perfect heart. You're not sincere. You're not without blemish. That's not a healthy heart. Like someone was telling us another day, I see how the Lord has come through for him. He was telling us, you know me, one time before I knew the Lord, I, was, I, I, used to, I had borrowed Okash. Before I, I knew it's not good to borrow. So these people kept on calling me. One day kept calling, calling me, calling me, calling me. Then one day I read on the news that their system has been hacked. And those who, all those who are dead have been cleared. I said, Lord, thank you for saving me. I said, Lord, thank you. We told him, no! That is stealing. Pay that money. You are a thief. Your heart is not perfect. Perhaps told you that your heart is not perfect. You are a thief. Pay. And some of you, you are in that case right now here. The system was hacked and you are saying, Lord, you saved me. I never want to go back. I can't go back. I won't go. Shame on you. Pay that money. Your heart is not perfect. That reminds me of somebody who used our church line to get... Uh, what is that called? Loan from some company. So, so even your number. So, Pastor says he's being called by some guys. Over me, I told him, don't worry, that person, I'm going to cast them. I cast them. I said, they will wither. 
I stood and said, Lord, I cast them. May they wither. How can Perfect. Church line. An office line. And you put her name. Of all lines, you decided to use what belongs to God. You have no fear for God. You have no fear for God because your heart is not perfect. You are cast. If you are here, get it from me. You are cast. Read my lips. You will wither like the branches of the tree. You can't do that. You can't do that. You cannot even respect that she's a pastor. You put her name and you say down there, pastor. You don't even respect that. Look, I am standing on the altar. And if you believe in curses, I am declaring a curse on them right now. I am saying you will wither like the branches of the tree. You will wither like thieves, like leaves. A thief is already cast in the scriptures. The Bible says the, 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 the monks shall enter into their houses and eat up to the timber and the stones. That shall be your story. You will never find peace. That's the curse of Zechariah. You will never find peace because you've stolen. Because that's stealing. That is stealing. How do you use someone's number? To guarantee yourself alone. If not the if to make the matter worse, you are church's line. Not an individual, an institution that belongs to God. Are you not mocking God? Is your heart perfect? One sign of a heart that is healthy is a perfect heart, a loyal heart. You know what belongs to God, I can't touch. It's holy. The Bible says this is holy unto the Lord. You have a line. You say this is a holy thing. I can't touch it. You, you have no fear for holy things. I'm telling you, you will wither. You will never find peace. Anything you touch will never work. It will never. Your degree is paper. It can be used to light firewood. If you want me to reverse the curse, come and see me. Come and confess it is me. I'll reverse the curse. But as long as you're not confessing, the curse is in effect. And you will see it practically in your life. You will get to 50. You have nothing. You have no family. You tried marrying, the girl refused. Your work is, you, don't, you will not even get to 50. You will die soon. The curse will consume you. It's true. Hey, Master, why are you cursing? It's scriptures, it's not me. Scripture says there is a curse. And there's a blessing. How many believe in the blessing? In the same token, believe in curses. How many believe in curses? In the same token, if you believe in blessings, the opposite of blessing is? Why do you seek blessings? Because you know when you seek blessing, you get blessed. So if you seek curses, what will you get? It's simple mathematic. You lack a perfect a sign of a healthy heart is a heart that is perfect. Why is the church quiet? Funny, most, some of you have used the number again. <laughs> some of you have used the number again. Or oh, my number. Try. Well, I would want you to try. I would want you to try. Yeah, you will know me, I curse. Me, I'm like Elijah. Elijah or Elisha. Elisha. Yeah. I say, you are laughing at my bald head. Ah, ha. You are laughing at my bald head. May bears come from the east and consume you. Immediately bears come and they eat your life. How can you do that? Is your heart perfect? You are here, you are participating in bringing down the church by your gossip. 
You are cursed. The church is quiet. You are cursed. It's not me. It's the Bible. The Bible says you are blessed. I'm saying the Bible says you are blessed. You are blessed in your going out. And blessed in your coming in. In the same token, the Bible says when you are a thief, you are cursed. When you don't have a perfect heart, you are cursed. It's Bible. Same Bible. When you don't have a, when you don't have a perfect heart, you don't have a healthy heart. The Bible says when you eat your tithe, you are cursed. Kwanza, the Bible says when you eat your tithe, you are, tithe, you are cursed with something called a double curse. You are cursed with a curse. That's what the Bible says. Umelaaniwa na laana. So lana enyewe imekulani. That's what a double curse is. It's too much. If one curse is enough to torment your life. You know, recently we were, we were learning on, on why, why you, have proper, you should have proper respect on curses. And one thing our pastor told us, my pastor told us, is that a curse, the reason why it has so much strength and effect, is because a curse is being enforced by unseen forces. A curse is enforced by what? Unseen forces. Whether you believe it or not. The same way a blessing is enforced by unseen forces. Whether you believe it or not. Look, one time I was telling someone. Actually, someone I was telling or someone was telling me. They told me, do you know what a blessing is? They told them, explain to me. Because I wanted to understand what they mean. They told me, it is not the person who blesses you, per se. Because sometimes you can be so good to the person. Like you've done your part as a child. You've tried to honor that woman. You've tried to honor that man as your father. You've really tried your best, but he has refused to bless you. So you told me, don't worry. It is not the person who blesses. It is the office that blesses. And what you are honoring is the office, not them. Not the individual. So whether they choose to bless you or not, it doesn't, do, it doesn't mean anything. As long as you fulfill your obligations to the office, the office of that man, it is the office of a father, will respond as an office to honor you. In the same manner, it is not the person who curses. It is the office they are in. You can do bad things to the man, and the man keeps quiet. But the office does not have emotions. Because the office is based on principles. Right now, if you abuse President Uhuru Kenyatta, you're not abusing Uhuru. You're abusing the office of the president. So what reacts is not Uhuru. Uhuru can say, but the office won't let go. That's why when they were suing him the other day during DDI, they were suing Mr. Uhuru, not the, His Excellency. If you, read, if you had the judgment, they were addressing him as Mr. They were suing him in his private capacity because they can't sue him in the office of a president because the office cannot be sued. It is immune, right? As long as they are in power. You understand? So in the same manner, the office can curse you or bless you. How many want to be blessed by the office? Then do what the office wants you to do. A perfect heart is a sign of a healthy heart. Number four. Number four, number three. Is the message that hard? It is hitting you hard, eh? It's, don't worry. It's God who wants to change your heart. Lift up your hand and say, Lord Jesus, my hand 
is lifted up as a sign that I ask you to touch my heart and give me a new heart. Give me a heart that is pure, that is perfect, a heart that is blameless, a heart that is forgiving. Lord, change my stony heart into a fleshy heart in Jesus' name. Number four, I have one more than I finish. Have an upright heart. I thought I would find time to give you ten, but I have no time. I'll just give you five. Have a upright heart. Oh yeah, during that, I'll see if I'll finish. Develop an upright heart. What is an upright heart? An upright heart is a heart that has strong moral correctness. A heart that has strong morals. It is morally correct. It is honest and honorable. It is an honest heart and a memorable, honorable heart. Like the, today, the people dressed in white are volunteers. They work in the temple here. There are, some of them are ushers, some of them are in the praise and worship. Their hearts are pure to the Lord. Their hearts are honorable. Their hearts are honorable to God. That's why they want to serve God with their strength, with their abilities, with, what, with who they are. Are we together? That's the sign of a healthy heart, a morally upright heart. Job 33 verse 3. Job 33 verse 3. Quickly. Let's start even from verse 1 so that you understand. This is Job, one of Job's friends. Then we read it in the message. You see how, how the Bible puts it. Let's first read it in King James. The Bible says, but please, Job, hear my speech and listen to my words. Uh -huh. Now I open my mouth, my tongue, speak in my mouth. Uh -huh. My words come from my upright heart. My lips utter pure. So my heart are coming from an upright heart. Message Bible. From verse 1. Quickly. Can we read it together? So please, Job, hear me out. Honor me by listening to me. One sign that you honor someone is listening to them. If you honor me as your pastor, you will listen to me. So Job, please hear me out. Listen to me. Honor me by listening to me. Verse 2. What I'm about to say has been carefully thought out. Mm -hmm. I have no ulterior motives in this. I am speaking honestly. An upright heart has no ulterior motives. An upright heart is a genuine heart. A heart that is sincere. A heart that is genuine. And that is what is lacking in our day and time. Sincere, genuine hearts. You serve God because you know you shall serve the Lord and he shall bless. So you don't serve him sincerely. You serve him because you know only God can get you out of the mess you are in. You say, Lord, actually this time, if I get my peace, I'm not going to go back there. I'm going to serve you fully. Circumstantial serving, I promise, Lord. I don't want to get pregnant. So you're not even here serving God because of genuineness. You're serving him because of a pregnancy scare. So you're not even loving God. You're not living in purity because you love God. It's out of fear. 
you don't have an upright heart. You don't have a sincere heart. You don't have a genuine heart. You don't have a genuine heart. You are messing up with girls. Because you don't have a genuine heart. If you, the Bible says, yeah, older men, see the girls as younger sisters. That's what the Bible says. In, in, is it Timothy or Titus? Titus. Where he says the older women should teach the younger girls. It's Titus, yeah? And, and find me that scripture. And the older men should see the girls as sisters. You don't see that girl next to you as a sister. You see her as something you can use and dump. Even right now, maybe you have been, you have been writing notes and passing to her. Nikona hao, takam. Titus what? Above us three, let's first check this Timothy. Reverently honor an older woman as you would your mother, and the younger as women as sisters. Eh? Take care of widows. Use King James or New King James from verse 1. Quickly, rebuke not an elder, but entreat him as a father, and the younger men as brethren. Eh? The elder women as mothers, and the younger as sisters with all purity. Not this one. Not this one. Titus 2. Titus 2. Titus verse chapter 2. From verse 1. But speak thou. Use New King James rather. Make my life easy. But as for you, speak these things. Oh, as, but as for you, speak the things which are proper for sound doctrine. Uh -huh. That older men be sober, reverent, temperate, sound in faith, in love, in patience. Uh -huh. The older women likewise, that they be reverent in behavior and not slanderers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things. This is where the Bible shows that a woman can become diabolical. She can become, an older woman can become devilish. It's in this scripture. The older women likewise, that they be reverent, behavior, not slanderous. That slanderous, the Greek word of that is diabolos. Diabolos. And diabolos is the root word for devil. Diabolical power. Have you heard of diabolical power? Devilish power. Uh -huh. Let's continue. That they admonish the younger women to love their husbands, to love their children. Uh -huh. Verse what? To be discreet, chaste, homemakers, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God may not be blasphemed. This verse. Likewise, verse 6. Likewise, exalt young men to be sober-minded. Uh -huh. In all things, showing yourself to be, to be a pattern of good works in doctrine, showing integrity, reverence, incorruptibility, sound speech that cannot be condemned that one who is an opponent may be, no, may be ashamed having nothing evil to say to you is that the scripture really? no it's Timothy it's 5 Timothy 5.2 find me the version that says that we should treat the women as sisters I think it's Timothy but anyway you can find it at home so you're supposed to see is what? you found it Five, first Timothy 5 to older women as mothers and younger sisters. Younger women as sisters. So that's how you should treat. So you're studying Timothy. When you see the younger sisters in church, see them as sisters. 
When you see the younger women, see them as sisters. You, when you are here and you see the girls, yeah, you don't see a sister. You don't see a sister. You are a shepherd. You don't see those girls as sisters and brothers. The brothers, you don't see them as brothers. You say, hey, hey I became a shepherd of this sheep. Hey. Ipatia wool to the shepherd. Now this is on your baridi. To God be the glory. Lazima kondo alishwe. Na avishwe. You don't have an upright heart. You are not morally correct. Look, unajua, adakama ujokoka. There are some morals that you should have. Naturally speaking. Because every human being has, has a police in them. That police is called your conscience. That conscience tells you this is wrong, this is right. But the problem is, when you don't receive Christ, your conscience is seared with a hot iron, the Bible says. So your conscience becomes hardened. Do you know how someone graduates from being an alcoholic to pulling a trigger on someone? It's the conscience. The conscience is seared. You start by stealing small, small things from people. Then one time you decide, now, I think I need a gun. You go robbing banks and shooting people. Because the conscience is dead. There's nothing to smote you. Do you know what that thing that tells you, ah, umefanyambaya. That, that guilt you feel, that guilt comes from your conscience. So if your heart is upright, your conscience is alive. Umebueka na mimi, eh? Munasikia. Uko njima Thank you very much. So ask your neighbor, neighbor, why don't you have an upright heart? That shows that your heart is not healthy. Your heart is not healthy. Because a healthy heart is an upright heart. It's a heart that has moral correctness. It's a heart that knows, ah, nikifanya yu ndakwa nimekosea. Where do you Siku ubaya, niko kisumu, men. Tweak. Ndakua. You lack moral correctness. Your heart is not upright. Message says what? First Timothy, chapter 4. Message Bible. First Timothy, chapter 4, message Bible. Start from, these liars have lied from verse what, brother? From verse 1. Verse 2, eh? Okay. The Spirit makes it clear that as time goes on, some are going to give up on the faith and chase after demonic illusions put forth by professional liars. Demonic illusion put forth by who? Like the lie that tells you that a girl can marry a girl. A boy can marry a boy. That's a professional lie. Or a boy can become a girl. You can decide which one you want. That's a lie. And the Bible says in the last days those things shall happen. Verse 2. These liars have lied so well 
and for so long that they have lost the capacity for truth. When you lie for so long and so well, your conscience becomes seared that you lose capacity for truth. You believe your lie. That's what I was telling you. One of the most dangerous things is when you begin to believe your lie. You begin to believe that lie. You lose capacity for truth. You don't have an upright heart. There is no moral correctness in your heart. Hey! Number five, I wanted to finish with this. Develop a living heart. A healthy heart is a living heart. Prince, a healthy heart is a living heart. A healthy heart is a living heart. A healthy heart is a living heart. Psalm 69 verse 32. Psalm 69 verse 32. A healthy heart is a living heart. A healthy heart is a living heart. So a living heart is a heart that is alive and active. A heart that is alive and in active use. A heart that is alive and in active use. The Bible says, the humble shall see this and be glad. And you who seek God, your hearts shall live. When you seek God, your hearts begin to live. Your heart begins to become healthy. That is to tell you that you can have a heart that is dead. Because the Bible says, those who seek God, and you who seek God, your hearts shall live. So your heart can be dead, my dear, but you are living. You are walking, marching, but your heart is dead. Your heart just becomes a vestigial structure. According to this guy, I don't know what that means. It's an organ that no longer functions. Vestigial, vestigial organ. An organ that no longer functions. Vestigial, hey, I've learned something new. Biolo biology, eh? Vestigial, vestigial organ. So your heart is dead. Your heart is dead. Most of us have dead hearts. And responsive. That's when your heart is dead, yo. You can't worship, your heart is dead. During present worship, you could not even lift your hands. You could even sense that God is here. You leave the church like you leave your toilet. You have a dead heart, a vestigial organ. It's dead. It doesn't, it doesn't respond to the power of God. That's not a healthy heart. A dead heart. Tell about a dead heart is not a healthy heart. And I'm praying that we begin to have hearts that are living. Living hearts. Hearts that are responsive to God. Hearts that are responsive to love. Some people here, their hearts are not responsive to the love of God. Because their heart is dead. When, they, when you show them love, they think you want something. Because they are not conditioned to love. When they, they are taught when you see love become suspicious. Yeah, they are suspicious of love. Look at that neighbor who is suspicious of love. Tell them, yo, that shows your heart is dead. Your heart needs to come back to life. Yeah, maybe look at your neighbor and say, Mi fupa mikavu. Naita biria. Kajina la yesu. Upate uhai. Amen. That song. Mifupa mikavu. 
Naitabiria kwa jina la Yesu upate uhai mfupa mikavu Father I'm praying for everyone that has placed their hands on their chest in symbol that they want their hearts to live Father those hearts are dead those hearts are healthy but Father I'm praying because I know and I believe that Lord you can bring back these hearts to life Father there's no point of having a vascular organ a dead organ a heart that is not responsive to you a heart that does not focus on who you are a heart that is unresponsive to your truth because we believed a lie that has been peddled by professional liars for so long that we no longer believe the truth so father i'm praying that our heart will come back to life father restore our hearts to fear you restore our hearts to honor relationships restore our hearts to honor your ways lord restore our hearts to love you and to seek you lord our hearts lord need you our hearts are concerned with you our hearts are interested with you lord our hearts are in your hands lord these dead hearts make them alive lord when our hearts are alive father we will know you father i want to thank you for everyone under the sound of my voice do please heal our dead hearts and bring them back to life in jesus name amen